0: It'll be a three-man rush, eight in coverage, three in the end zone. Dalton heaves it down the right side toward the end zone. It is knocked up in the air. Oh, A.J. Green oh, makes the catch. Oh, oh, oh man. A deflected oh, ball winds oh, up oh in the hands God. of A.J. Green.
1: The clock hits <laughs> Year-old Tony
0: Pike waits for the snap. Has the football? Short drop. Lobs one down the sideline for bins. He's got it! Touchdown! 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 And a
1: high fly ball way back in center field. It is out right here—a grand slam home run for Joey Votto. And this one, the to the ribs. You uh, have your shirt on? And last I checked, I did. Yes. What?
0: Gary. Now a steal by Gary Clark and a breakaway to the rim uh-huh. for a thunderous tomahawk jam! Get you one, big fella. And a strike for Bertone, and the magical moment
1: belongs to Leonardo Bertoni. He opens the FC Cincinnati account with a goal in the 14th minute. Yeah, double dip from the ice cream cone.
0: Welcome back. What'd you think, something, man? What was that? That was something. Yeah. It was like the
1: Dan Horde highlight show.
0: <laughs> that was the hardest part, dude. Was trying to find clips that weren't with Dan Horde. He's like Everything on every everywhere. sport.
1: That was that was pretty epic.
0: Yeah, I thought it was
1: great. Maybe maybe. Maybe we should just throw like a good recorded welcome back into the end of the intro.
0: Oh, that's a good yeah, we we can do that. And
1: then we don't have to worry about either of us doing
0: it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be there. Next time you're over, we'll have to work on that.
1: So anyway, welcome back. It is um our seventh episode of the second season for Pardon the Punctuation. I'm Aaron. I'm Ed. <laughs> just in case you are new um <laughs> so yeah um uh, we did take a week off um i had some things going on personally um and yeah we uh we're happy to be back got some uh some good stuff here for you tonight excited super excited so how you been man you been all right i know we we did have the week off i we haven't even really talked
0: yeah no it's been it's been uh it's been crazy the last two weeks, man. Finished up the soccer season. Finished it up. Uh, what do we have? We had two wins.
1: Don't go. Up, I, I got more
0: on that later. Oh, okay. So don't All go right. any more yeah, into that. Right but right we'll then. get to that. All right then. Yeah, finished up the soccer season. Uh, just been crazy at work trying to get some yard work done, stuff like that, man.
1: Yeah, work's been a little crazy as uh we are winding up our fiscal year this month. So
0: I don't even know what that I means. can relate to. That I don't even know what that means.
1: Uh, in sales, it just means everything needs to be in order by the end of the month because uh, everybody wants to have their
0: final numbers. Oh, that makes sense for 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 the year. That so, makes sense. It? In any
1: case, we won't bore you with any more of our lives.
0: Um, my and life is let's exciting. Let's talk about the Reds. My life is exciting. I don't know about you, but it's super exciting.
1: let talk about all the Reds. Right, to let the joke sit.
0: What joke?
1: <laughs> Your joke. Before uh, you, I was still talking as the intro started to play. So In any case, these are the issues we run into over the headsets. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so last time we were with you, the Reds were fifteen and twenty, and they now stand at twenty-two and twenty-seven. So we still haven't lost any ground. We are still five games under five hundred. Um, Ed, you been watching?
0: I watched last night, and then I watched the. Um last maybe four innings today um yeah I've been, I've been watching some reds baseball
1: well we did uh we, we lost
0: two of three in oakland
1: we won two of three in san francisco we took two of three at home against first place chicago uh and that was an exciting series actually it's
0: always good to take um, them from chicago Although we did
1: turn around and drop two of three at home against the Dodgers.
0: Well, that happens.
1: Um, and then we just split one of two at Milwaukee. And what I might say was one of the most upsetting losses for me today, actually, uh, of the season.
0: Yeah, no, that that loss today, I, I got super excited. I got out of a meeting. I saw we were winning, winning eight to six in like the bottom of the sixth, maybe? We were up six to one, dude. Oh, Oh, is that what it was at one point? At one point, it was 6-1. to one. And we got our ace on the hill, Castillo,
1: who's been lights out. with Before today, had a sub-2 ERA.
0: Right, and that's what they were saying. Like he was doing really good. And uh, what was that? I? I setting up a green screen. Then one of my coworkers came into the uh, break room, and he turned on the Reds game. And I was like, why are we down? What happened? I caught it just in time for a... Uh, uh what's his name to hit that that uh hit that ball in the corner where they thought maybe it was not foul. But
1: I don't know. I didn't actually get to watch anything. I was oh. watching on Gamecast. Um just glancing at my phone here and there as I was working.
0: Yeah when we were watching we thought that ball was fair. Like and, and we think we actually think it hit the um the white chalk which would make it a fair ball, which then would have given us a couple runs. Actually would have been a ground rule double. But it would have given us a couple runs to try to come back but Unfortunately, New York did not see it that way. Got a love and story play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there's only one angle, well, too, which didn't help.
1: Well, uh, regardless of how today went, um, I think we can still make the argument that the Reds, Luis Castillo, is a legit Cy Young contender. Again, you know, before today, he was uh, five and one. Um, and still remains 5-1 and one as Wandy Peralta actually took the loss. Um, and he was sub-2, I believe, he came into the game at like a 1.9 ERA. Um, and now, obviously, he got banged up quite a bit in the uh, three innings that he pitched. Um, it may not have even been three full innings. Um, but he gave up, uh, I think it was, God, I don't even have the stats in front of me here. Um,
0: we just say he gave but, up a bunch of runs.
1: He, he did uh, in a short amount of time Um uh, but, but prior to today his breaking ball or his, his change-up has been his nastiest pitch um and he's been just guys have been like laughing as he's i think we talked about this with clay even um you know some of the guys have been laughing as they strike out like just kind of snickering at him like man you you got me on that
0: right exactly um
1: yeah, he gave up uh, four earned runs in two point two, so it didn't even go full three innings, um, and that was in over seventy five pitches. That's crazy for him.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he pitched a good game, and and some people were saying on the radio on the way home, you know, why did we pull him so early? You know, he was he was he was he was pitching a he was pitching a good game. I don't know. He was he
1: wasn't pitching a good game if he was only two point two and seventy five pitches. I don't know, but in any case, like I said, um, Cy Young contender. It's going to be. I mean, it, there's still a lot of season left. As we were 49 games into 162, um, you know, we're right around. Uh, I mean, we're we're coming up on the the third of a season mark, um, so we kind of have a glimpse as to what this team is now. Obviously, as the the temperatures start to warm up, the balls start flying a little bit more out of Great American, as they always
0: do. Hopefully, as the temperatures but, start to warm up, so will Joey Votto. Correct. Um, and, you know, I want to get to that here in a little bit. Um, but,
1: you know, the, the hitting's really bad still. Um, we are 29 out of 30 in baseball um, with a 219 batting average for the season although we are 12th in home runs in all of baseball sixth in uh the national league um and on the flip side of that coin we have the fourth best earned run average in all of baseball second in the national league to the la dodgers and we've given up the second least amount of home runs in all of baseball and we're leading the national league in the least amount of home runs that's Crazy, right? Like coming into the season. I know we we, we've talked about this earlier in the season, even. But even though like the numbers haven't changed, we still have no hitting, and we're still pitching
0: really, really well. That's the problem. In what last year it was reversed, (laughs) but yeah, I mean the pitching is is amazing this year. I mean last night, uh, Amir Garrett finally got out of a slump. I can't remember the guy's name for. Um, but he was like four for four against Amir Garrett, like four home run, three home runs, like it was it was ridiculous. And Amir Garrett finally struck the guy out. Um, he, who, he's, by the way, he
1: struck out. He struck out the entire side his last three appearances. Yeah,
0: Amir Garrett is looking. We talked about this before, but he hell of a player.
1: I was reading somewhere that he said to himself in the off season. He said, "I asked myself, do you want to be good or do you want to be great?" And he's just turned it on. And he, I mean, we've, again, we've talked about this with him before, but you see it even more every night as this this confidence builds in him because of the fact that he is striking out everyone, but he's not afraid of anything, any situation. And I almost wonder if he might be gunning for that closer role.
0: I mean I would be okay with it to be honest with you. I mean like you said he's not afraid of anything. He he and I think that they also talked about him saying that last night on the broadcast cuz I, I remember hearing that as well. Um but no he's not afraid of anything. He he will he's up to any challenge, right? He's up to any challenge at all and he'll he'll take it head on like a bull and you got to love that out of a player. And you got to love his passion. I mean, We've talked about that. I mean, he's he's one of my favorites.
1: Between him and and Bob Steve, uh aka Robert Stevenson, uh <laughs> you know, uh Cody Reed when he's been here and the times that he's been up here, and uh David Hernandez, those guys are pitching really well out of the bullpen. Yeah. They absolutely Wandi, are. I mean, I wasn't terribly upset that Zach Duke hit the IL. Uh missed um, an
0: autograph signing with him on Saturday. You're going. Oh no, I missed it. It was for the Reds, Heads Kids Club. It was one it would have been one for Parker. Gotcha. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean
1: b- between the guys that we have in the bullpen right now, the uh, the starters, it was good to see Sonny Gray get his uh his first win of the season finally after ten starts. He got that uh the shutout victory yesterday although he didn't go a full game because no, no one does anymore. Thanks, analytics.
0: Yeah, the statistics.
1: Because, <laughs> God forbid, you haven't see anybody a third time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, – I, I don't know. I mean, there's still an exciting team to watch. You know, we got to see uh, – we've seen quite a bit of Derek Dietrich here lately. He's been uh, getting a lot more starts as Peraza continues to struggle at the plate. He's batting under 200. At this point and you you legitimately can't take out jose iglesias because he's outstanding at shortstop
0: no you're absolutely correct he's except for that ball he played wrong the other day he he's he's just outstanding at, sh- at shortstop
1: i don't know that we've had anybody in the infield since brandon phillips play to the level that iglesias has been playing uh even when Cozart was here Cozart. You know he was known more for his glove than for his bat, but he wasn't playing shortstop like Iglesias is.
0: No, no. It, it, he's a kind of a he's kind of that hidden gem that we weren't expecting this year, which is nice, right? Between him
1: and Dietrich, yeah.
0: yeah well, Dietrich as well, yeah. I mean, that guy would he hit another dinger tonight or this afternoon?
1: He did. Uh, he hit it 432 feet.
0: He hit his uh, he had his 500th hit the other day um major league hit. I mean, he's he's on fire too.
1: I would hate to see him go next year to be quite honest with you.
0: I, I don't think they I don't think they'd let him go next year, right? I mean, they signed Scooter I mean, for home run game you and
1: you have the trade deadline that isn't like quickly approaching, but at the same time, if you can unload pieces for pieces for your future cuz right now I don't know that we have
0: it. I think that's where you unload Scooter. I don't think you unload uh, Dietrich. I think you unload Scooter there.
1: Scooter's got to show us something.
0: And Well, actually, if 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 uh, the history repeats itself, um, since Dietrich is a fan favorite right now, they will not unload uh, Dietrich because that's not Castellini does. Castellini keeps fans favorites, so we might see Scooter go.
1: In any case, I know you were bringing up Votto, Savado right now is thirty five years old. The back of his baseball card says that he's hitting three zero eight for his career. Right now, after today, he's still batting two zero eight, and I think he went zero for four today. What's going on with this dude?
0: I don't know, man. Somebody somebody posted on Twitter, or maybe it was on Lance's show. I don't remember whose show it was on. Uh, or where it was from, but somebody said like they think he's changed up his batting style. Like they think he's hitting more like, or his stance is more like Pete Rose's was. Um, which, if that's the case, then maybe we need to go back to the old, you know, the old stance. But I don't know, man. Maybe he's just in a slump. I, I don't know. Hopefully, he was of it for soon.
1: 4. He finished 1 for 5 today, and I know yesterday the only hit he has was a little dribbler down uh, right, the right the third baseline. Right. Uh, as they were playing the shift on him and had he not hit that then he would have finished an over last night.
0: Well, Tim it's, it's Puig. Puig's not hitting like he used to either. Like and and we would thought we would have thought, you know, with Puig playing here in Cincinnati at Great American Ballpark, he'd be hitting a lot better, you know, cuz ball it's such a small. It's a hitter's ballpark, but you know, it's I don't know. I mean, he has an elbow Puig? injury now, but
1: I was gonna say, Quigg could almost be explained in the fact that he knows he's playing for a contract. He's always been a head case. So he's overthinking it. And if you it. are, yeah, he's overthinking it. Yeah, you're yeah. just you're out there trying to play for dollars, literally play maybe, for dollars.
0: Maybe that will uh, fall into the Reds' favor uh, come the end of the season. Maybe we'll be able to sign him for. A little bit less than he was hoping for and and keep him for an extended time. And then maybe after that, you know, when he has that off his shoulders, he'll be that hitter that we were all expecting uh, from the beginning of the season.
1: Or maybe you sign him for a smaller deal, like a couple of years less, to go That's ahead and too. try and prove it again. That's fair, too. Yeah. Maybe you sign him to a two- or three-year deal to, hey, get it done for these next two, three years, and then we'll talk about the big dollars. Right now, you you're not getting it.
0: Um, I would be okay with that as well. I mean, I just, like I said, hopefully it ends up in the Reds' favor where after this year, you know, he's he's hitting better.
1: Now, one thing, one argument that you can make is I don't know that Puig's necessarily ever been seen on the same level, at least not in recent history, on the same level as Bryce Harper, Uh, maybe more so when he broke into the league. But Bryce Harper, you know, he had a really bad season, what, last year? Or maybe the year before that, or this year. <laughs> but you know, he and he got a mega contract. That's true. I don't know that. I don't know that Fleeg's gonna be going for. I mean, I, obviously he would try to go for a three hundred million dollar contract, but yeah, I mean, it's not in the cards for him right now.
0: Well, if he keeps doing autograph signings, and he won't need another contract. He's charging a hundred twenty five dollars just for an autograph picture.
1: So. I mean, we talked a little bit about Puig, but kind of getting back to Votto, what, what do you think he's got to do? I mean, we know that he's traditionally a slow starter. Um, but, like I said right now, with him, um, not only is he at 208, he does lead the team in walks with 24, but he also leads the team in strikeouts at 48. And I don't know that we've ever seen a Joey Votto at the major league level striking out at a 2-to-1 ratio of his walks on top of that he's only got four home runs and uh we know that he was in the leadoff spot for a long time and now he's kind of just fell into that two hole but he's only got eight rbi and it's not for lack of opportunities necessarily
0: what can we do i mean what can we what, what can we do about Votto? that you know Knowing Votto, he hasn't already done for himself. You know what I mean? We could say slide him down in the order. Well, that's a we okay. So yeah, the, uh, there's a move right there. But what I was what I was thinking is you know it's like he we can't say get back in the batting cages because like I said, knowing Votto, he's probably in the batting cages three hours before a game starts. Anyways, trying to get you know trying to get back in that groove. So maybe that's it. Maybe sliding him down in the batting order.
1: I was listening to, um, the locked on reds podcast with, uh, Jeff Carr. And he was saying that Joey Votto is right now just a, uh, kind of just hitting bad luck. His actual batting average with balls in play is more or less just, he's hitting it to people, not into the holes. So you figure if he can start hitting it into the holes, that's going to make a world of difference. But they're, they're killing him with the shift right now.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, he needs to turn it around. When he turns that around, I think, is when, when we go on a winning streak.
1: I think that's when you start going from losing these one-run games, two-run games, to being a whole lot different on offense. Oh, yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. absolutely. Without a doubt. Well,
1: you got anything else here for the uh, the Cincinnati Reds before we move on? Oh, I
0: got one more thing. What you got?
1: Uh, I know we did talk about Yasiel Puig, um, and it's been, you know, two weeks since we last recorded, but what about this beef between him and Madison Bumgarner?
0: I haven't heard about this.
1: So, Madison Bumgarner comes out of nowhere, and I didn't have any information. I literally am kind of just off top of my head on oh. this stuff, but... But Madison Bumgarner is out here talking about how Yasiel Puig is the most disliked player in all of baseball for really no reason. Um, I mean, I guess there was probably a little bit of rivalry between the Giants and uh, and the Gi- and uh, the Dodgers. But
0: I, I don't really idea.
1: know. Go ahead
0: no I remember I remember hearing that now I remember reading uh, about this about this uh, these comments that he made
1: yeah um, looking here real quick on MLB.com it says they've clashed a couple times over the years and uh oh, got mad because Gleeg flipped his bat imagine that a pitcher getting mad about a bat flip um, then they stared at each other Bumgardner said don't look at me.
0: Yeah, it looks like he said uh, something about Puig being a quick quick learner. He said it only took him seven years to learn how to hit hit a pitch off of him.
1: Which how to hit his fastball? Yeah, which is a shot. Um, I mean, he was still hitting off of him if he got a bat flip. That's right. And Bumgarner got mad. I don't know. But That's I a- think that all happened. Back, at least the article I was reading, most of that was still from
0: San Francisco LA times we've talked about this before but like pitchers need to get over the bat flip thing like it's fun for the game leave it alone unwritten of baseball.
1: (laughs) there's so many old traditionalists who hate everything that any of the younger guys are doing with baseball and I'm here for it it's a dying sport by comparison with your other major sports being basketball
0: and football they gotta do something to get the kids. Yeah. Why not? And how about they implement this? If you if you slide into a into a uh, a fielder, you know, going to a base, and you want to start yeah. a fight, then fight until so we break it up, and then two people go to the penalty box.
1: Or just ejected.
0: No, just penalty box. We'll Let them fight again later. Just Penalty <laughs>
1: box. So just play with eight fielders.
0: Yeah, and so next time they come up to bat. That you know, the two people that were fighting, they start off with two strikes already. So they just they gotta start swinging. I'm gonna first send that, your I'll, count one one and one. Yeah, I'm gonna send that into uh, Mansfield. I'm gonna see how that goes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna work. We'll, well, I'll sign it. Pardon the punctuation. See what he says. Please don't do that. Um, I did want to say that, that I am uh, officially going to my first Reds game of the year on uh, June 18th.
1: I need to get down there still, real bad.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Right, we're sitting in Good. the uh, the the Cincinnati Bell rooftop area thing. So, oh, oh yeah, fancy fans
1: All right, man, let's talk about FC Cincinnati. Come back, come back. We got more winning to do. Cincinnati is big enough for soccer. Yeah,
0: yeah. We are a new city. Do you believe in a new Cincinnati? Cincinnati up for soccer.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do you believe in Ryan new bars. new bars. Do you believe in scoring goals and winning?
0: Um we did for a week. We did. With with, with um, damn it, whatever his name is. <laughs> so, under new coach, yo, uh, the interim
1: coach, I guess uh, Johan Yoan, damn it. Damn it. I don't... I don't know how to say... I don't know how to say any of these names. This is going to be the most difficult segment for me ever.
0: Dear Um, Apple Podcast. (laughs) We're allowed to say, damn it, because that's his name.
1: So, since our last show, we did beat uh, Montreal Impact 2-1 at home. And then... We... Just... I don't know what we were doing. At Orlando City, and we lost 5-1. Um... The goals against Montreal were scored in the seventh minute by Alan Cruz and in the 62nd minute by Fatai Alash. There was a goal in Orlando scored by Darren Maddox in the 24th minute. There were lots of goals scored by Orlando, though. Yikes. Um, yeah, people were talking about, oh, we got a new coach. We got the win in Montreal. Let's go to Orlando. That was not how any of that really is. Dude. That was, it was ugly.
0: It wasn't good at all. I mean, you still. Have, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm ready for them. I know. So I don't know where you have it in your in your notes there, but I know we hired a new general manager, so it doesn't all fall on uh, Jeff Bearding anymore. Um,
1: but we have not officially hired him yet.
0: Oh, he's not been officially hired yet, huh?
1: Not officially hired yet. No. <laughs> so
0: <boy. laughs>
1: so if we if we want to get into that there are several outlets reporting that Jeff Bearding will be stepping aside as the GM in order to focus on the business side of things um, the guy's name is Gerard Nijkamp uh, he is currently the technical director at Frida Side PEC Zwole. I don't know what any yeah. of this is
0: that place I, I've heard about it it's a great place um and his, like I said, his name is uh, being
1: associated with uh, the GM vacancy by most outlets, uh, but nothing has yet been finalized. However, it is interesting that we are closer to hiring a GM than a new coach, right?
0: Well, maybe Bearding decided, you know, if he wants to get the right coach, then he needs to get the right Soccer GM. I mean, Bearding has done an amazing job up to this point, uh, but I think he's starting to understand, hey, um, we're in the big leagues now, and let me stick to the business side, and let's get somebody to do the soccer side. Um, he's talked about that. He came to, when he came to my company. He's talked about how as their growth goes on, they have had to have people step aside or or let people go. Where you know they're trying to go hit that that next level. You know what I mean? This person was great when we were in the USL or the was it USL. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. Yeah. But this person was great when we were in the USL. But now that we're in the MLS, we got to step our game up. Um, so maybe he's heeding his own advice and saying, okay, this search is important. Let's get a GM who can handle this for us.
1: I just wonder how much his mindset has been kind of taken over with all of the stadium issues. So it is a new week. So, of course, there are new stadium issues this week.
0: Of course there are. Why Um, wouldn't there be?
1: (laughs) Currently, the residents who are living in the area that FC Cincinnati now owns, that they're going to be taking uh, and tearing down the... Uh, affordable housing down there. Uh, the current residents are asking for a new buyout. They want to be given um, money to cover all moving costs, and what is rumored to be uh, forty thousand dollars per tenant. And Jeff Bearding's out here saying, "No way, no. You guys just gotta. You guys just gotta go." Did, did, um, that, if, if, what they what they did. Well, before you get going anywhere what he also brings up is the fact that they're all on expiring leases. Oh, well then, so buy.
0: right. And buy then, I, right.
1: I mean, unfor- like, unfortunately it's not just downtown and it's not just affordable housing, but if you if your are landlord decides to sell and you have an expiring lease and they want to tear the building down to build something else there, That's how it goes. When you don't own, you are subject to the whatever your your landlord does.
0: Right. Again, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but, I mean, this happens every day. And just because it's FC Cincinnati doesn't mean that you should get some sort of special privilege. I mean, this happens every single day. Buildings are bought. People have to move out. They have to find new places to stay. I mean, I I just don't understand. I just feel like and I've said this before, but I just feel like the city is just trying to figure out, and everybody—I should say everybody—is just trying to figure out how they can squeeze more and more money out of this new money that they're being seen into into the city. I mean, I, I, it
1: makes you wa- it makes you wonder why they're even funding it on their own instead of asking the city for the money.
0: Right? Exactly. They're trying to do the right <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just, it's just that kind of stuff. I get fired up about that kind of stuff, but we're not here. You're talking about politics all day. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's just say we're going to, this new GM that hopefully we're going to hire is going to come in. We're going to get an amazing coach and it's probably going to be Zlatan and we're just (laughs) going to tear things up. You know what I mean?
1: I'm I'm interested to see where the pieces fall uh, as far as the GM and, and the coach here. Um, now currently FC is in last place, uh, in their conference with 11 points. Um, they're only one point behind 11th place, but they are, uh, six points right now out of playoffs, which don't begin for quite a while yet. Um, but we, uh, and that's seventh place is uh is the, the first playoff spot um that's a that we'd be vying for at this point. So
0: Yeah, it's a possibility we're not making the playoffs this year. It's a strong possibility. I
1: mean you're you're two wins behind, but yeah. It's as a as a team as an expansion team, I mean, let's be honest, no one should have expected to be in the playoffs, much less no, no, chasing no, no, no. for a cup. No. So let's, uh, let's see how things go. But until, uh, until you get a new coach in there and kind of figure out what the direction of the team is going, get a new GM in there to figure out what the direction of the team is going. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel great about where the, where the team stands.
0: I I don't feel great about it, but I kind of thought this was expected. I, I, like I said, I, didn't expect him to go in to the MLS and just take it over by storm. right? That doesn't that just doesn't happen. That's not reality. Um so, I
1: just didn't expect Coach Koch to be gone so well, early. Like right, that still blows my mind.
0: Well, eleven games? I did because they're a Cincinnati team, but you know, eleven matches, sorry. Eleven matches, you got it wrong. I did. I'd play the thing again, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Bruh all right well um
1: anything else you got on fc
0: no like i said i'm I'm interested in excited to see where this hopefully gm hire is going to take us and 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 maybe turn it around and have a, a decent season all right let's talk a little who day
1: can't lose Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's go play some football. Let's go play Let's go play some football. Ah, the sweet, sweet sound of Coach Taylor.
0: I'm about to go back and watch those seasons again. <laughs> so, uh, OTA started this week. I saw that. I've been watching, uh... My guy Michael, boy, I almost said Michael Johnson. That's not true. Uh, my yeah, guy Carlos, don't. yeah. My guy Carlos Dunlap on the on the Instagram. He's always mm. some weird way of getting to practice across that bridge. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Is he not taking the bike anymore?
0: Uh, he took a bird scooter the other day. I'm pretty sure. Ooh, yeah. Which I'm pretty sure. Do you remember
1: sure, that video? Do you remember that video game, Skitchen?
0: Yeah. Oh
1: my goodness! Yeah, from w- from way back in the day. Yeah. So for those of you who are too young to remember Skitchin, I think it was on regular Nintendo, maybe Super Nintendo. Um, I don't. I think it was regular Nintendo though. But um, Skitchin was a game where you rollerbladed, I believe. It was right?
0: Sega Genesis, man.
1: Was it Sega? It
0: was Sega Genesis. Did you just Google it? Yeah, Electronic Arts, EA.
1: EA. So you were you were a rollerblader, I believe, and you would hop rides on cars passing you on the street. You'd grab their bumper or like the tail of their car. Oh yeah. Man, that and then you could like Get knock it! people off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what so what if Carlos done like those over? <laughs> For the
0: bridge, <laughs> he just uh, that would be hilarious, dude. I'd love it. He just hang on I the back of like, some truck bumper as he's going across the bridge.
1: I feel like that would be a wild. Um, just that's got to be against his contract.
0: Oh, I, I think the bird scooters against his contract, but he just hitching a ride in the back of a WC uh, WCPO van across the bridge. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I forgot all about Any, that game.
1: Anyway, so uh, some quick notes from OTAs. Um, the entire offensive line, as we knew from the first pick of the NFL draft this year, uh, has been changed starting at left tackle uh, immediately. We have officially our left tackle in the future. Jonah Williams is getting the left tackle snaps with the first team. And Cordy Glenn, the left tackle that we traded for from Buffalo, has been moved over to left guard. So, what does that mean for right tackle? Because a lot of people thought maybe Cordy Glenn would end up at right tackle where he's never played in the NFL. Um, Bobby Hart is still getting those snaps. Don't worry, the turnstile is still here for us. <laughs> Bobby, I don't know what to make of this, man. Bobby Hart's killing me.
0: Bobby Hart, uh, you're hey,
1: hey. I want to believe in this team so bad, but if the right tackle is playing on his back, I don't know how you, you protect your quarterback. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. I mean, yeah, that's fairly accurate, actually. Exactly. Uh 14 players were on the rehab field, and those players included A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert, Mason Schreck, Carl Lawson, Ryan Glasgow, Clint Bowling, Christian Westerman, Alex Redman, Rob Taylor, Trayvon Henderson, Darkez Denard, Darius Phillips, Joe Mixon, and Rodney Anderson. So a lot of guys are out there on the rehab field, but this is a voluntary practice. You don't actually have to be there. Uh, so it's good to see all these guys actually there getting their reps in on the rehab field and making sure that they're, you know, still trying to, a lot of these guys had ACLs. Yeah. Um, so they're just trying to come back from busted, uh, busted bodies because man, everyone was injured last year.
0: That, that is absolutely 100% the truth. Everyone was injured last year. Uh, and, and it's, they need to be out there. That's why they're there. <laughs>
1: Well, and, you know, so I was watching some of the interviews on Bengals.com. A.J. Green is saying that the playbook mirrors a lot of Jay Gruden's playbook, where they have a lot of deep passes, a lot of quick stuff, um, a lot of dinks and dunks. But he's excited to see uh, this new offense And he even noted both, both he and Carlos Dunlap actually both had talked about in their interviews that they've had to actually study the playbook this off season. Um, Dunlap going so far as to say that it it actually reminded him of his rookie year, how much he's actually had to study the playbook because they're bringing a lot of different changes. And he said, you know, in the decade that he's been here roughly, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of new stuff and looking at how poor, last season went that's you know we talk a lot of people have made fun of this new slogan new day but I, I mean straight out of the mouths of the the players there in the locker room well, they, they're talking about how new this is going to be.
0: They're also talking about how this is a a playoff team and I don't know if you can say that this early in the season. I think every player is saying it's a playoff team. But
1: I think you could say that last year it was a playoff team at the very beginning of the season. The we started season. four and one.
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone forgets. We started four, one when everyone was healthy, but then the pieces started to fall apart after that four and one, when you lost Eifert and then you lost Dalton and then you lost green and then you lost everyone on the defense. And you know, when you lose, like I think we lost like four or five tight ends alone. I mean, it's not good.
0: Well, I'm hopefully excited to see Eifert come back this year and and play five or six games.
1: Yeah, I mean, get out of here with your five or six games. Um, I just I'd like to see there. There's been some talk of him uh, running out of the like receiver slot more than the tight end slot. So he's not in the trenches, not having a block, and maybe not getting dinged up as much as he would as a tight end. And if you do that, maybe that's why they didn't make a move for a wide receiver in this draft, really, until – at all, actually. Not until we uh, signed an undrafted free agent.
0: That's true, yeah. I mean,
1: it and, – And you, you spent a second-round pick on a tight end, uh, who, by the way, in the first uh, OTA – Actually, beat Jesse beat uh, Jesse Bates down the field, and uh, even I think it was AJ Green talking about. He was either, one of the other one of the uh, one of those two interviews, AJ Green or Carlos Dunlap, was talking about how the uh, the new tight end had had himself a day.
0: Well, That's good to see because I mean, tight end has always been one of those positions that has kind of been almost, um, like never a. Healthy never, uh, yeah, right. It Or for us, it's never been a position that's been very stable. That's where I was looking for stable, because we've always had you know like Jermaine Gresham, and you know that we brought in Eifert, and fortunately Eifert kept getting injured, and so we kept bringing in you know the backup of the backup tight end, and it was it's never been a stable position for us. So hopefully, um this guy can come in and be stable, right? It could be like the running back position where if Eifert's not in, we're still feeling comfortable. Um, with the backup, you know what I mean. So hopefully, hopefully, well, let's,
1: let's, change. let's not let's not be so quick to forget that Uzama signed a decent contract last year, and Uzama did take a step forward last year when he was filling in for Eifert. Um, so much so to ink that three year deal.
0: Well, so, yeah, other people got three year deals too, though.
1: Well, Bobby Hart, yeah. Ugh. Ugh.
0: Um.
1: on a down note, uh, Alex Redmond, you might remember him from starting on this offensive line last year. Um, He was suspended for the first four games for PEDs. Uh, Apparently, he had some injuries that he was trying to recover from and was trying to do it the wrong way. Yeah, I don't know that there was a a first time. He just makes bonehead moves, uh, both on the field and now off the field. Um, However, the Bengals are rumored to be interested in the recently cut um, Tampa Bay Buccaneer defensive tackle Gerald McCoy.
0: Everybody is interested in Gerald McCoy.
1: That's because Gerald McCoy is first off he shouldn't be on the market this late in the offseason um, but to hear the Bengals actually like we're in the mix the Bengals don't normally get in the mix on guys like this. But if you could have Gerald McCoy lining up next to Geno Atkins in between Carl Lawson and Carlos Dunlap, I don't think it matters who the linebackers are at that point because the quarterback's gonna be on his back.
0: Well, yeah. Exactly. So You know who's that doesn't would be want... really sorry, go ahead.
1: I don't I mean, I know I saw that Cleveland was interested with OBJ out of here saying, Cleveland! in a tweet, but, and everyone, of course, is interested in Cleveland, but they can't possibly have money at this point, right?
0: They might. I mean, they have not spent money for years, so they might have some hidden money somewhere. But Miles Garrett for the Cleveland Browns says they don't want him. They said they don't need him. Well, um, That's a bold statement, Cotton. That's my Browns, so. Wrong. Ugh! Don't say that.
1: In any case, that's all I got on the Bengals. Ready to talk a little Bearcats? Let's do it. They have one timeout left. 23-year-old Tony Pike waits for the snap. Has the football. Short drop. Lobs one down the sideline for Bins.
0: He's got it. Touchdown! 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 Armon Bins catches a perfect throw. A- in case you haven't heard enough Dan Hort on this podcast tonight. Was that same clip in the intro? Yeah, it was. I just realized that. Wah, wah. Wah, 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 wah. All right. So, with-
1: <laughs> so there is a little bit of news here with uh you see mostly in uh some of the comings and goings uh for both the uh basketball team and the football team. Um Jeremiah Davenport became the first official commitment under coach John Brannan. He is uh 6-7. He is a guard forward. He is from Cincinnati. He went to Mueller High School, um, although last year he played at Hargrave Military Academy. Um, so I believe that only leaves him with, correct me if I'm wrong, but he only has three years of eligibility.
0: Ooh, I wouldn't be able to tell you that. Hold on, let me, let me click on his profile and see. If I it's checked awesome. everywhere and I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. Um,
1: yeah. He averaged uh, 16.5 points per game, though, at the Hargrave Military Academy. Um, 7.4 rebounds per game, 2.1 steals per game, and uh, hit 42% from three. Um, with him coming from a school like that, is he going to be eligible right away? Do you know?
0: Um, I am not 100% sure on that. I, what is it? I'm I'm thinking of um, the other guy from NKU. He's not going to be eligible in the first year. Correct. I, I wouldn't Chris, see why he's well, not. We'll get to him. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going where my thinking was, but um, you I don't think he wouldn't be.
1: Um, He was, uh, last year, he was the MVP at the Legacy Nissan Classic and the National Prep Showcase. Um, And then in 2018, as a senior, um, he did, for the second straight year, he helped uh, Mueller get to uh, state and finally won it as a senior um, here in Ohio. Uh, He was also named the Greater Cincinnati Boys Basketball Player of the Year uh, The GCL South Co-Player of the Year the Ohio Division one Boys Basketball third team Um, So yeah, he he had himself a nice little career while here in Cincinnati
0: and he doesn't care about Xavier
1: No, I I think you have a little clip from him. Correct.
0: I do Uh, ignore the dramatic music in the background. Here we go
1: It was it was unreal you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't expecting it. Because, like, growing up, you know, I was always a UC fan. Like, I didn't care about Xavier. I didn't care about Ohio State. I didn't care about Dayton. I didn't care about none of them schools. You know what I'm saying? And, then, like, my oldest brother, my second oldest brother, Joshua, you know, he was getting recruited by UC. You know, like, ever since then, I went to every game. I went to his unofficial. You know, my favorite player was Yancey, you know, Lance. you know, all them. And, like, I just grew up a UC fan. I loved him man. you know what I'm saying? Just to get a chance to you know, play for him now, you know, it's a dream come true.
0: I love that he said his one of his favorite players was Yancey. I love that he said that this is like a dream come true. Yeah, that's always a good thing because that kind of reminds me of uh, Prince. Um, I can't think of how to pronounce his name. But, Prince Gilliam? Yeah, and how he on Twitter last year during every game was just so psyched in. Amp just to be on the team like you know like it's the team he grew up with that that kind of gives you some some good some good feelings about jeremiah davenport
1: i'm excited to see what this kid can offer um especially if he's hitting 42 from uh three i believe that's about 41 percent
0: better than uh trevor moore um i'm like i'm like a, I'm a bold statement here and go out on the ledge and say that he's me be better than samari curtis I was
1: just making a little joke there. I don't think he caught it. But.
0: Oh, no, what would you say? I'm sorry. I was thinking. <laughs> I know sometimes that hurts. It hurts sometimes. Um, I said
1: he's, he shot 42% last year from three, and I think that's about 41% better than Trevor Moore. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, the other commitment we got, though, is from NKU's Chris Vogt. Um, coming over as a transfer Uh, he's a seven foot center um, a third year player so he's gonna have to sit out a year he doesn't lose that year of eligibility though um, so he'll still have two years once he comes back after this year Uh, but the reason that we uh, had to bring in a a big is Eliel Insiseme and also Logan Johnson have uh, both added their names to the transfer portal
0: So, Logan Johnson, uh, his mom actually made a comment on Facebook because there's a bunch of people in a different Facebook group that we don't run who like to talk trash about student-athletes. So she had to go in there and defend her son, even though she didn't have to do that. And she actually made a comment that he may still stay in Cincinnati.
1: So, and that's the thing that people forget about the transfer portal is it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gone. It just means you're opening yourself up to the recruitment process again, and um, just
0: kind of testing the water. Right. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like you know with what Jan doing in the exactly. NBA. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So let's uh, let's not forget that there's still some rumors out there put cool. out by some people that we believe in. Looking at you, Coryville, Carl. Um, that. Cumberland and Cumberland might be here.
0: So that ha- that that news has to break like this week because he only has like, like a couple days, days left before yeah. he's got to come back. Exactly before he has to decide. Yep. And he was not invited to the second round of the G League Combine. Um, so I mean, the only other, I they haven't uh, ranked around like player one hundred
1: that's where most people have him ranked as far as the talking heads go. Now obviously some teams could have him ranked higher than that. But if you're all the way down there and there's only 60 uh, players drafted, your your shot's not looking good.
0: No, come come back play gear in under, under Brennan, which by the way is a is a it's a it's a style that I feel like really really helps Cumberland. Um and see if your stock goes up, you know what I mean? I mean, at this point if the G League is not looking for you, you're going to have to go overseas. So, why not just come back to college for one more year and try to get that stock up and if it doesn't go up and you don't get drafted, then well you still have to go overseas. And now you, have do you to-
1: Remember those Do you remember those games where Cumberland was getting so frustrated last year with You know, just that he was the offense. Yes. And those games, he was frustrated because his shot was a little off or there was no one for him to pass the ball to, so he had to take all the shots. Well, in Brandon's style offense, I don't think he's going to have to worry about that. I think those 20-point, 30-point games are going to come easily as opposed to working the ball through him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree, and, and and if Logan Johnson comes back, you know, out of the transfer portal, then uh, then he has a second. He has a guy that doesn't he 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 doesn't have to be the guy the whole time. We know that Logan can be the guy. Um, you know, even more than even
1: more than Logan, I think you got Keith Williams.
0: Well, the others, you know, you Williams, got yeah.
1: you, you got Trey Scott and whoever we're running out there at center yeah, at Scott, this point, right. probably Mamadou.
0: At this point, it is Mamadou. Unless we um, pick up, I mean, I just saw on Twitter that we have a another guy coming in tomorrow. Another tall.
1: Well, and maybe you're running a just a smaller line up and having, you know, Trey Scott run out of the center and putting in, like, you know, Prince Gilliam maybe at at forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean...
0: Well, let's not also forget... Say,
1: who, who's to say we don't end up with another Cumberland, but...
0: just about to say the same thing, so who... Let's also not also forget that the rumor is that, that Jaron is coming back with his cousin, so, you know... Maybe that guy helps him out a little bit. You know what I mean?
1: There's a lot of different ways that this could all break and we could potentially if some of these cards start to fall our way, we could potentially have a better team than we had even last year.
0: Ooh, that's 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 out there.
1: It is, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I it's a bold statement, Cotton. It's a bold statement. Yeah. <laughs> um But you were talking so about yeah. VOT. Uh is it vote or VOT?
1: I don't know. Okay, well, vote, vote. I don't know. Um, right we got now. a year. We got a year to figure it out yeah, before we got they're a, saying it. We so. got a year.
0: but speaking of him, um, the other big news that came out that same day um, was the re-signing of the uh, the head of the Monster Factory. Um, I cannot pronounce his last name. Go ahead, Mike Ruffell. Yeah, that's him. Ruffell. I just like to call Ruffelt. him Ruffell. Ruffelt. Um, Yeah, he's he's coming back. Yes, which is – and a lot of people are kind of like, okay, that was the big news. That is big news. I mean, he – if you remember, there was a time before he came in that we had guys that just – I remember just saying it as I was watching games. Where's the big guys? Where's the the strong guys underneath the board – grabbing the rebounds. Where where are these well, guys? Cuz we
1: got we got spoiled with guys like Danny Fortson, guys right. like Jason right. Maxiel, guys like Yancey Gates that just I right. mean, for lack of a better word, they were I mean, they had a lot of ass to them. Like they they you backed them down. Yeah. You know, they they boxed people out, they backed them down. And when you see a guy like Naysir Brooks even, um who kind of grew into that, uh so semi, probably a little bit more than Brooks. Um but You know, they they grew into those roles. They didn't come in here looking like those guys. Um, And that's courtesy of uh, the work that Coach Mike did. Yeah, Um, if you follow Coach Mike
0: on Twitter or Instagram or any of those, he he shares the progress pictures. And the progress from, you know, their freshman year to their junior, even their sophomore year, is just amazing. Um, like I'm like still looking
1: forward me. to the transformation pictures from Mamadou's freshman year to when Mamadou's
0: done here. Those will probably come out soon.
1: Well, he's got quite a while before he's done here. So
0: yeah. Um, in other news though, um, uh,
1: big news. Um, blue Smith is transferring from Ohio state. He actually chose Cincinnati over Kentucky. Um, he is a wide receiver. Um, he came in to Ohio State as a four-star recruit from Wayne High School out of Huber Heights, which is just outside of Dayton. Um, that's a huge get for Coach Fickle.
0: No, you're right, it is. That's a huge get, and uh, it, show, it, shows, it shows the change in this program. It, it shows the, the, the confidence that players have in Coach Fickle and, and how we can become and how we are becoming – the it school, the the power, the power school.
1: Well, and let's not forget that's the second Ohio State receiver who's transferred here exactly. uh, this offseason. Uh, as Darren Prater joined his brother um, who came and committed from Wyoming High School. Right. Um, on top of that, though, there's some other bigger news um, that kind of made some national headlines. Um, oh, no, this ticks James me James Hudson, who is an offensive lineman, um, transferred from Michigan to Cincinnati. Um, That was already happened. That was done and done uh, months ago. But um, so much so that I believe he's already in classes and enrolled and all that. Um, But he was denied eligibility by the NCAA um, despite claiming mental illness because the the NCAA says that he should have reported it sooner at Michigan and... uh, because he reported it only after he got to Cincinnati, uh, they're not going to honor his um, basically having to sit out a year, even though you got guys, quarterbacks transferring from uh, Georgia to Ohio State and uh, the, the Ohio State quarterback to Miami that um, just needed to go start somewhere. Yeah, but, that's, you know, we, th- those are Power Five conferences. so We will not worry about those
0: guys. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're the conferences that bring in money. Those are the schools that bring in money. So let's not worry about that. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna look good for them. Let's let's go ahead and bring them in. That that just really ticks me off. And he said in his little um, release on May fourteenth that, like many football players, I was afraid to speak up about my depression, not wanting to look weak, um, which. Would, we would you want time. to
1: tell Harbaugh no. that you had depression?
0: No. Can you imagine how that conversation goes? Probably doesn't go very well. Probably does not go very well at all. So, no, yeah. uh, I think... I know Chad Brendel's out there on Twitter every single day tweeting the NCAA, uh, tweeting Jim Harbaugh, uh, tweeting everyone uh, with the uh, hashtag free James. Uh, Hudson.
1: Uh, well, because Michigan has the power to just say, like, okay.
0: Yeah. But they're not going to, right? Because they're going to be like, oh, well, then they're re- we're going to start one that they won't look into them, right? They won't look into them. So, I don't know. It, it really it really does make me mad that a person, I don't, that they, they won't let well, them. C-
1: Cincinnati's already appealed it, and yes. they're working on doing it. But I don't think in any way, shape, or form does the NCAA have a right, the same way that the kid who's trying to go home to his mom in West Virginia who has a brain tumor, the NCAA tried to come out and say, well, she's getting better. So You're not the doctor. It's it's not that serious or something along those lines. Like, come on, man.
0: That That's ridiculous. Like, so, and I don't know. I, I mean, they did come out with news. The NCAA did come out with news this week that – I guess is for the players um, finally um, where they're willing to look into uh, paying players for their likenesses um, and things like that.
1: Which means we might get NCAA football back on the PlayStation Xbox forum
0: or NCAA basketball back. So, I mean, that's the one good thing that the NCAA is doing, but this is, this is just wrong. Like let the man play. I mean, well, kind of even,
1: even, even in the same sense that, um, you know, we talked about uh, vote coming over here from NKU. Right. His coach left. Yeah. He wanted to go play for the coach that recruited him. Yeah, that's fair. Why does he lose a year of eligibility? Chance if your coach leaves, you should be automatically eligible to, to play wherever you transfer. And, you know, even though Brooks left, I think he should be eligible to play for Miami right away.
0: No, that's fair. Well, yeah, because his coach left. Yeah. Correct. Which, speaking of I which, definitely- by, the, by the way, and I don't mean to change subjects, but and, and back to basketball, but you brought that up, and, and, and now it kind of, I just remembered this. Have you noticed that Mick is doing a lot more schmoozing with the alumni for UCLA than he ever did with the alumni for UC? <sighs> I have
1: a question coming up here about Mick Cronin, and gotcha. we can kind of talk some more about that. Sounds You're good. hitting me on all these questions. I have I'm have. sorry.
0: Later. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we'll, we'll get, we'll get, to, we'll get to that, Cronin, that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, in any case, I don't know. I, I, I don't like, I feel like the NCAA is beginning to remind me of why I don't like, um, commissioner Goodell. In that he is judge and jury of any anything that he decides. Yeah, and I don't feel like the players really have they they don't have a union in the same way that the NFL has a union. You know, any any of these major sports have unions. Um, The NCAA players don't have a union like that. So who's really sticking up for them? Other than the schools individually.
0: You're correct. You're 100% correct. So, I do like, though, so that on Twitter that uh, a few attorneys, sports attorneys, have reached out to James Hudson and have told him to contact him um, because, well, obviously they wouldn't get their names out there, but they also believe that this, is, this isn't this is right. So hopefully that will help out, too. Obviously, like you said, UC is going to appeal. UC has their attorneys. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens.
1: Well, in 2019, we're recognizing people for coming forward with mental illness issues and we're, we're recognizing them for being courageous. Correct. Um, it's, it's not 2000, even in 2010, people weren't coming out. I mean, when did they, when did the guy come into the NFL that was gay, um, that, that went to the, the dolphins. Yeah. That was like um,
0: 2017 or something like that.
1: Um, I don't think it was, it was longer ago than that. Um, it cause it? Jim Turner was in Miami at that it point it? along with, um, uh, um. God, along with Bill Lazor and um, Coach Taylor. Actually, they were all there. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that was something that people weren't sure the NFL was ready for. In 2019, I, I mean, I think we've come a long way from, you know, being scared of something like that in the locker room, um, which it was ridiculous, um, and being, you know, people making fun like how many players kevin love um demar derozan like have come forward and talking about their depression issues and you know things that they're going through with their mental illnesses um it doesn't just because you play sports doesn't mean you can't suffer from these types of things so the question is act, like and i understand that you might have found a loophole maybe but you you don't have the right ncaa to necessarily question it you're especially correct. if you're letting these other guys go play for other reasons.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's frustrating, but hopefully it all works out uh, for him. I don't, I don't care about, well, I do care about the school, um, but hopefully it all works out for, for him in the long run.
1: If they're really worried about it, having undergo undergo an evaluate, a mental evaluation yeah. Yeah. with somebody. And if it comes out, everything's okay. And as he says, it is, then there's nothing to worry about.
0: Yeah, plus they just opened up a new CBD dispensary in Ohio, so he can go hang out there.
1: Yeah, I don't know that players can take CBD oil.
0: They, they can't, I don't think so. All right. Think it's on the list. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's all I got. Cool, that's round third.
1: You have anything yet? Uh oh we need something so much better than that.
0: I'll work on it.
1: We sh- we should drop a beat and just rap about rounding third. Well, that
0: new program that I used uh, to make the intro, does have a uh, a beatbox on it, so I can I might be able to figure something out there. You want All to right, ring. Uh, well, we can we can just start
1: with uh, the first question that you you got me on. How did uh how did Parker's soccer season finish?
0: Yeah, so uh, we finished uh, with two wins, a tie, and uh, five losses. Um, so uh, it it, it ended good. I mean, the the players all, all grew. Oh. They all learned. Uh, Parker, I think, ended the season with five or six goals. Um, most proud of proud, proud dad moment here, uh, was when I took him out of the game on Saturday, uh, to get a little bit of rest since it was so hot out and he was on the bench actually cheering on his other teammates instead of worrying about how much water and if he had to use the bathroom or not. So that's a proud dad moment right there, but proud of all the boys, they all learned all season long and played well. And like I said, uh, the last two games were real battles. Um, and they all stepped up for him, so Good season, don't know if I'll do it again <laughs> Yeah, not sure if I'm ready for that again I'm having a hard time with this volume But it is my turn Um, so, will, will you go downtown and try to be American Ninja Warrior? No No, okay No Oh, that's um, right, the, the Is that this bone. weekend, right? I think it's this week. I know they've been setting up all week, but I do think it is this weekend.
1: I have allergies real bad right now, and yeah. I've been hitting the mute button throughout <laughs> the entire show when
0: I've had to cough. Um, that's your reasoning? So I have, huh? That's your reasoning? I was trying to give you out with the collarbone, but you used the allergies. Yeah. All right, that's a good one.
1: No, I have that going on. I'm also uh, in probably the most out of shape I've been in my entire life, so um, I have no problem admitting either of those things. <laughs> Um. So the other question you were talking about uh, Is there any chance So I know you want to talk about Mick Cronin So you can bring in and segue into what you wanted to talk about before But is there any chance you listened to Mick Cronin On his interview with Barstool's Big Cat
0: Okay no I have not Listened to it but I did see the picture On Instagram and I was trying to figure out What show that was so I could um, So I could try to, to listen to it So is it it's on Barstool Yeah How do I How do I find it
1: Um, I believe it's, uh, pardon my take or something like that.
0: I'll look it up. Um, It's another pardon. Yeah. I saw the, the picture of him and the two guys sitting in the back of a bus together and I was kind of weirded out by it.
1: It was a strange picture. I I will agree. Yes.
0: Did you listen to it?
1: No. Okay. Well, I'm going to look at it. I'm done with Mick. Um, I'll read Justin's article that I haven't yet read, and I still actually need to read uh, Justin's article on The Athletic on Kenyon Martin and oh, all of that, I which I either. haven't had the heart to do yet. So you but, haven't read uh,
0: the article about the um, about the contract negotiations?
1: No, I haven't read either of them.
0: Oh, okay, so basically, I'm not going to spoil it for you, uh, but basically it came down to tournament wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw everyone's Twitter reaction.
0: Yep. Wow, there's nothing on Google about this interview. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to find it somewhere. Um, would, you enter a, a, would you ever enter a face-slapping contest? No. I can't believe
1: that that's a thing that people do. Like, I'm just watching these dudes pass out from you saw it too? getting slapped.
0: You saw it, too? Huh? You saw it, too?
1: Yeah. I, I've seen uh, several different videos of this, and it's asinine.
0: I would never do that. I... I I've been slapped many times um, in sports, and uh, no, I'm not trying to do that. My jaw hurt. Uh, old, no, Old Ed would come out. Oh, that's absolutely true. <laughs> did I ever tell you?
1: Have we uh, ever talked
0: talk about that? No, yeah, we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> so, what did you think of the Game of Thrones finale? I don't watch that. How many times did you asked me about that stupid show?
1: Man, I just wanted to know
0: what you thought. I heard it sucked. <laughs> i heard it led up eight years led up to disappointment which you know as a Bengals fan i've already experienced that way more yeah no i'm not watching it and i don't have any take on it okay okay uh with the fall of the aaf the american alliance football league do you think the xfl will actually survive in 2021 or twenty twenty? Yes. I am actually yes, I in the do. same boat. Hmm. I'm actually in that same boat. I do think that uh, there's a strong possibility that this one this one sticks around.
1: Well, I mean, I think that the A they can see the blueprint of why the AAF actually failed. Yep. Um, B they already have backers like uh, for TV deals better than. The AAF did um, The AAF kind of rushed into things And were throwing money at like some of these coaches Way more money than they should have been Trying to get people to watch it um, They just They got a little ahead of themselves
0: No they did And they were they were bankrupt before the season even started So
1: You don't need Steve Spurrier To get people to watch football
0: well, Ultimately he's just, the one who shut the whole thing down But yeah
1: Just put a good product out there Exactly so,
0: it's not out here what, anyway about this story.
1: What are your thoughts on the little league team that got gold chains, just like their hero Derek Dietrich? Dietrich.
0: I saw Derek's tweet the other day about that. The video that he posted. Yeah, that is actually here. here it is right here. Hold on, let me. See, if I can turn this down a minute and play it. Um, I can put pause on that and then go over here. Oh, wait a minute. Here it is What's up boys? Hey guys love the pics of the
1: chain the double chain for double D So every time you hit it, I need y'all to shake it and I'll start doing the same thing I love it keep having fun keep popping the chain keep hitting
0: dingers. Let's go That was awesome. I I
1: want to people I, on Twitter Freak out! People were so mad. Why about it? Because it's all these old people that oh, are yeah. mad about everything.
0: After our last episode, somebody was uh, tweeting at, at Clay about about Derek Dietrich. Uh, it was after it was after the episode where he was uh, had the utility belt and he was trying to get the the lights turned on. They're saying, yep. um, "Just get over it, guys!" Again, 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 with the bat flipping and this. <laughs> Do you want baseball to stick around and do you want the younger generation to start watching? Then let it happen. It's not hurting the game.
1: No, it's it's not hurting the product. It's just people out there having fun. People don't understand why anyone could be having fun at any point in time if they're losing.
0: (laughs) Well you gotta find you have
1: to go out and have fun. You have to loosen up. You
0: have to find something. I did see this new pizza review, though, with uh, Lindsey Vaughn. I'll have to check that out. Uh, it's your turn. My notes. Look, here it is right here. Um, what would you do if you saw two horses walking down your street?
1: Down my street? Yeah. Um, I don't feel like there's... Yeah, I, I, by themselves or with riders? With riders. Um, I mean, down my street, I live in a neighborhood... It'd it'd be strange, but, I mean, our speed limit's not crazy. But if it was on, like, the main road on Mulhouse around here, where people are doing, like, anywhere between 45 and 60, uh, that horse is not going to make it.
0: Yeah, that's the predicament I caught myself in on Sunday. Two horses on the sidewalk on Branch Hill Guinea Pike with their riders on them. (laughs) And I, I shit you not. As soon as I start passing them up, Old Town Road came on the radio.
1: I love that.
0: It was an amazing coincidence. Amazing coincidence. Did you turn it up? Roll the window down and just roll the windows down and just wave. I should have. I didn't. And this isn't one of my questions, but now that I've talked about Old Town Road, I'm just going to throw this out here. Are you going to go to the Billy Ray Cyrus concert up at Miami Valley Gaming? No, no shot. <laughs> I think I am. especially if little Nas X is there you're up I was coughing
1: um how worried were you about Ric Flair
0: I was super worried because as you saw I tweeted fake news because I had heard he was in the hospital that morning and then I should have looked at the full the full Twitter name. Um, but then I saw what I thought was WWE Universe. It wasn't. There was an M instead of an N. Umiverse. <laughs> um, Umiverse. Well, but then he was actually in the hospital. Yeah, well, like I said, I heard he was in the hospital that morning, and then that afternoon I saw that tweet, and I was like, oh, man, this is the day I've not been looking forward to.
1: But Well, he's out, and he's, he's going to be wooing again.
0: He's out, he's wooing, and he's flexing. And he's gonna let that, that, that Ric Flair drip go. Woo! That's all I got. Yep. Have you heard of the Brew Dog Hotel up in uh, Columbus?
1: Yes, where you have taps in your room.
0: Yes, you stay in the brewery. You have taps in your room, a fully loaded fridge. I think I'm gonna go stay a night there. Ooh. Michelle said she keeps seeing deals for it on Groupon. So yeah, because I can't imagine people go back once they've
1: been there. You know what I mean? Like it's, you go once and you are done.
0: Right. It's like an experience sort of thing, right? Yeah. But I think I am gonna. I think I am I am gonna see if there is anything really to do up in Cleveland, um, or Columbus. Columbus. And then uh, I actually also heard that they were talking about opening one here in Cincinnati as well. So,
1: dude, go stay there the night of. Bearcat Jam,
0: oh yeah, oh that's another thing. We need people to start voting.
1: Are they gonna make it?
0: Um, right now they're not eligible. They need like another eight hundred votes to become eligible.
1: Until when do they when do they have to get there? I am. He not hasn't a, even announced any players.
0: He announced a player and then they had to take him back because they they decided to play over Rashad
1: Rashad Bishop. Yeah, I think so. I feel like he only announced that he wasn't going to be playing.
0: Well, the school year is over at Winton Woods now, so maybe he'll he'll start working on it a little bit harder. I mean, he has been tweeting players, and he's been tweeting, so hopefully we'll see something
1: soon. Yeah, we need to get passes again.
0: Oh, uh, I'll shoot him an email. hmm You're up. That's it. Oh, we did both did five. And that I was my uh, Rick Ric Flair. So should we go into bum? Bum the week. Cause you're training like a damn bum, you know that. Bum, oh, a bum, oh, you are
1: a bum. You're a bum, and that's all you'll ever be—a bum.
0: Well, oh, that hurts, man. Who wants to? Get, you wanna go first? Who so you, so you got? Alright, so my bum of the week is I don't even know what this gentleman's name is I don't even know if it's a gentleman Um, But as you guys all know, I like to collect sports memorabilia And recently I've been focusing my sports memorabilia on uh, Cincinnati Gardens slash Cincinnati Royals And UC only So, I'm on Craigslist today Which I go on probably about once a month and I just type in things like Cincinnati Royals, Cincinnati Garden. So I type in Cincinnati Royals. A gentleman has a pennant, you know, like an old pennant you used to get, like from a Reds game, triangle shape, put it up on your on your wall, sort of thing. So he has a pennant. The pennant is been folded. You can tell there's wrinkles in it. And I'm like, well, I can I can flatten this out. It'll be look real cool. It's original from back, you know, from the Royals. It look real cool up on the wall. If I can do that, or put it in like a pennant protector, which will make it flat out whatever. I go to look how much the guy's charging. Five. He wants five hundred dollars for a felt
1: <laughs> pennant.
0: First of all, first of all, that's what makes my hobby hard to do. Like I, I look at myself as a person who collects these things to preserve them for history, so that they're around for my grandchildren, your grandchildren, my grandchildren's grandchildren to see, like, oh, there used to be a basketball team here in Cincinnati? That's so cool. Sort of stuff like that. This guy, trying to... Everybody who thinks they find something that's old, they think they've won the jackpot. $500. He's this big, thing, I wouldn't big have paid
1: $20. Time in He's big-time
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have paid $20 for it. So what I'm thinking about doing... I'm thinking about going on the Craigslist and offering that gentleman $10 for it. Just to see what happens. And then I'll post the conversation on on our Instagram page.
1: Ooh, nice. Because you know that for sure that dude doesn't have Instagram.
0: Yeah, or Twitter. I'll put it on Twitter. Um, my Bum of the Week is actually a repeat
1: of my last Bum of the Week. Because the directors and producers of Game of Thrones suck again. <laughs> Was there a water bottle this time? that I heard about? Um, Well, I wasn't even going to talk about that. I was going to talk about the fact that they rushed to finish the show to move on to the next big paycheck, which just so happens to be Star Wars. They literally didn't wrap up half the storylines that they had drawn out from season one and just, like, forgot about. There was this whole, like, great cluster of memes that I was looking at earlier today that was like, oh, well, we forgot about the swirly symbols that we did about the white walkers and whoops, our fault. Like there's a whole bunch of these, um, all sense got thrown out the window while they were rushing through these six episodes, especially when, uh, I'm sitting here watching this episode and I'm wondering where the hell all the Dothraki are coming from because they all were the first to go die from the white walkers. And, um, the unsullied apparently just multiplied. Um, just no one knows why. Um, HBO was also reportedly throwing money at game of Thrones for more seasons, but the directors and producers were just more obsessed with getting through 73 episodes and being done. Um, it's a huge failure. The last season was not the show that I fell in love with. There were twists and turns and like, I'd get done watching an episode wondering what was wrong with these people writing things. Uh, that's the show I fell in love with, where I literally had no clue who was going to die. Pretty much, no one died in the final season. Uh, it was it was hot, hot. Yep, it was it was hot garbage. Um, I was thoroughly disappointed. I did not sign the petition for them to rewrite it, though. Uh, I'm just hoping that. George R. R. Martin actually finishes the books, sees how much that everyone raged about the final uh, season and fixes that with the uh, the final couple books.
0: I don't I don't know what you just said. It just sounded like you were just You don't, you don't have to. It sounded like you were just, just know that I'm
1: know that I'm upset. I feel
0: I feel for you. I feel I for feel you. I feel you, dog. I feel you, dog. You got something in your fridge? I do. Let's hit the intro. It is now time for everyone's favorite segment, What is in Ed's fridge?
1: What you got this week, bud?
0: I got mine.
1: I got mine.
0: So I am going to uh, start us off with... uh, a mad tree shade. It's a blackberry tart ale with sea salt.
1: I've had that one, I think on the show, actually. Oh, really? Um, I think so. Um, I also have mad tree actually. Oh, okay. Um, this is a limited release. Oh, it's called brunch. So hard. And it's a brute Rose, India pale ale rosé with hibiscus and rose hips nips
0: hips i know roses had hips roses have hips that's what it says that's crazy somebody just tweeted hillary clinton about james hudson
1: two flamingos are better than one canadian geese that's what it says on here
0: Hey, Hillary Clinton, you've done a pretty good job of staying out of jail somehow. Can you tell the NCAA it's time to release James Hudson? <laughs> Hashtag free James Hudson. That's the best tweet I've seen. Oh,
1: no. Oh, man. Get out of here. Um, Ooh. I can't see Ooh, anything good. on here. Oh, there it is. Um, India Pale Ale with Hibiscus and Rose Hips. Alcohol by volume, 6.4%.
0: That's really good, actually.
1: Oh, the shade? Yeah. I dig the shade.
0: That's a good one. It says that if you're feeling... If you're feeling... feeling, Where do I see it? Oh, here it is. If you're feeling fancy, you pronounce it... Sade. Sade
1: um i don't taste any brute rose i taste pretty much just the uh the ipa portion um, but it's not a bad ipa
0: speaking of brew dog i have an i one of their ipas here for you next time you're you're over to try Ooh. yeah i saw it all morning. right i said hey you like um, the ipas you have the little yellow sheet there handy uh yeah i do actually
1: I can't remember much off of it right now.
0: So, uh, um, it's been a while. Follow us on Facebook at Pardon the Punctuation. Um, on Twitter at PTP Podcast Cincy. That's with a Y. On Instagram at Pardon underscore the underscore punctuation. You can always call us at five one three eight one eight two zero seven seven. Also, if you're listening to us through the Anchor app, um, in the show description, uh, there's now a link where you can leave a voicemail straight from the Anchor app uh, for us, which is a new feature they just released. Um, you can send in your questions, comments, feedbacks, hot takes uh, to pardon the punctuation at gmail.com or any of those other social media pages that we just talked about. You can also catch us on YouTube, Pardon the Punctuation on YouTube. And our website, which is www.pardonthepunctuation.wix.com forward slash blog.
1: That's W-I-X, Wix.
0: Wix, W-I-X. Also, I'll probably release it this week. Uh, I've been working on an app uh, where you can catch our newest episodes, um, our newest blogs, and also our beer ratings. Uh, there's also a chat form in there too, right? There is absolutely a chat form in there where you can chat with us or any other uh, fans in the PTP Nation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna coin that the PTP Nation, um, and uh, that's a cool little function too. I also put some some animated gifs or gifs or whatever you wanna call it on there too that you can download. Some of the ones that I make and put on Twitter. So
1: it's in beta right now, though, right? The app? Yeah.
0: I mean, technically it's live. I just haven't sent the link out to anybody.
1: It's running funny right now in the chat. Oh, is it? Everything Everything on my phone like moved up on it. Um, I'll show you next. I'll send you a screenshot, but... Cool. We're still working on it.
0: Yes, it's really cool how it was made. Um, but, yeah. All
1: right, well, that's all we got this week. Uh, thank you for joining us, and... Um, anything else you got, Ed?
0: Uh, no. Well, that's all I got. All right. Well,
1: we out.